Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Back once again off of a very long weekend of travel. Uh, not, not just for me and Suave, but we, we also have a guest today. He's supposed to have been on with us last week to talk some talk. He has some things he want to get off his chest. We have a platform... Why the hell not? First off, Swab, what's happening, man? How was your travels, man? Yeah, everything's been good. Uh, no, no complaints. Yeah, every everything happened safely, and we good. Nothing like family. Nothing like family, man. Uh, I, it, sad occasion, great time for me too. And we were, and we were basically like a couple hours away from each other, dealing with the exact same scenario. On the flip side, like I say, nothing like family. Joining us today. Dave House, industry heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? Your favorite rapper's yes, favorite yes, promoter. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, my traveling was uh, was work related and celebratory. Uh, New Orleans to Charlotte, and then uh, my flight got canceled because I missed my connection to Charlotte because there was a lot of rain. So if um. So, 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 had to spend the night in Charlotte and then down in Jacksonville for uh, a DJ convention. Uh, artist that I'm working with doing some cross promotion activations or was uh, performing at the uh, Fleet DJs convention. So, just went out there to support him real quick and then uh, get back up to it, man. Wow. Now I'm right here. DJ convention still, still yeah. being relevant in the 2021. That. Shouts out to TJ Chapman too, by the way, man. TJ's been making right. some noise too. Was he was he at the fleet uh, the fleet show? No, no, he wasn't there. Okay, no. yeah, it was pretty light. It was pretty light at the same time, but it, it still had the potential. It still had the remnants of what we saw at DJ conventions to be. So, you know, yeah, it's I, one of those things there. I think Fleet and Core are probably about the only two crews right now that have the capabilities of, of taking it back to what it, what we what we're used to seeing back, you know, from the the nineties and two thousands when that was just really just popping. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So oh and speaking of celebratory and all that good stuff, uh seven eleven, happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? Is you know, you're thank another you. another year younger in this world. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. I feel it. I feel it. Let me uh let me run down some some teens here, teens of Guan, if you will. Cause we it's first of all, you you hit me up about hopping on here because we were talking about some of the changes that are happening in the in wrestling world lately, and you you weren't you were none too happy. And before I get too deep into this, let me let me drop this music real quick. Rest in peace, of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Definitely going to give him a ten bell salute. You're one of the uh, key players in WrestleMania one in the main event, none, nonetheless. Uh, heavy into the Heenan family. Uh, heavy into Mid South, you know, back in Mid South was was just starting to make a name for itself. You know, I'm big on Mid South stuff, man. So uh, this show is gonna be in, in memory of uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. 
and we'll keep it moving from there. That's and that's gonna be right into your wheelhouse because you were heavy, heavy WWF head back in the day. Heavy, 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 heavy. Due, due to your uh, your grandparents, you know what I'm saying? Like, like run it, right. run it down for us, man. Well, see, my grandparents they used to watch wrestling back in England when they used to live in England. They used to actually go to the wrestling events out there. So, um, obviously, them coming to America in, in 1980, you know, they just started to go to Madison Square Garden and see the WWF at that time until before it changed over to what to, to the entertainment show that it started to become it with the whole rock and roll wrestling era. Right on. But at the same time, they were authentic wrestling fans. Now, of course, we could we could always say, "Well, wrestling isn't real," or whatever the case. But was what what was real? What I always say, what was real, was my grandfather's reaction <laughs> to res- wrestling. <laughs> that was real. So, um, so yeah, so so with that being real, and and that was also the foundation of our relationship. You know, I always knew how to get the pay-per-view. They wanted technology, you know, te- te- technolo- technologically advanced. Right on. You know, with the remote control back in the day when it came to pay-per-views or calling the cable companies and, and things of that nature to get the wrestling or what have you. But um, anytime there was, if there was wrestling on television, they had to watch it because they remain faithful to their tradition of actually going to the wrestling matches back in England when wrestling was a little bit more realer. So that's where my foundation really came from. And then obviously the circus of, uh, of wrestling became part of my, you know, my DNA growing up. So when, when it evolved from like the, the Vincent J McMahon to the Vincent K McMahon era, like how, Cause that was that was a pretty shocking transition. Like it literally happened overnight. We're talking like yeah. you know, backlin the Sheik, Sheik to to Hogan. Like, yeah. how, how did how did he react to that? Like, how how was that like? Uh, how how was that mood like in your house? How, what was the temperature like? Well, see, at the same time, because of their real reaction, they would always think of it to be real as well too. Right, you on. tell them that it was fake. So obviously. You know their reaction was the reaction of choice you know okay your grandfather you know so so just like the way we do now like if there was like a changing of the guard we just can you like you take the good with the bad you suck your teeth keep moving but at the same time you're still going to react because you're you've been watching it yeah absolutely absolutely so so when, Ho- so when hogan became what he became my grandfather it was all for it yeah. Now, have you been following any of the the recent stuff, like any of the newer products, like NXT, W, like SmackDown, Raw? Uh, no, no. Because 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 again, we're going back to I'm a traditional wrestling fanatic, and 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 the traditional wrestling fanatic uh, that was zapped away from the product that I see today is the imagination and the nostalgia. So you, you know, so you're missing you're missing that, all that. Yeah, I'm missing the part that I can't reach. I, I should, I shouldn't be able to touch it. I shouldn't be able to. It should be something beyond my imagination. Something that can't happen. Like, like I, 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 I shouldn't look at the wrestlers and feel like I, should, like I know them. <laughs> man, man, I haven't, I haven't heard that one, but I, I can, I definitely. <laughs> 
Wow. So what was what's so poignant about that is, Dave, we've been do, doing a lot of uh, gallivanting around with some of the like independent promotions. And one one in particular that we got mad love for SWE Fury. Like if if they had an affiliation back in the day, this would definitely be an NWA territory without okay. question. It's as old school as it gets. It's the only organization in in professional wrestling that touts of having an op- open door policy. Like for instance, Charlie Haas, former okay. world world's greatest tag team champion, uh, is their real world's heavyweight champion, and that's the na- the name of the belt he carries. Is the real world's heavyweight championship. Uh, okay. You know, we we've seen people who are under contract to other companies show up show up here, but meanwhile, here are the broken pencil click. We got myself, Suave Burgundy, the Petty Messiah, um, Ricky Blaine. You know, shouts out Ricky Blaine. We 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 posse'd up and uh and, and just rocking our gear and they're thinking we're a faction about to run in. Oh yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. You know, so like so I, I hear what you're saying. Like you shouldn't feel like uh that you should be able to, to touch the talent. I mean, because we're literally right next to them, and in some cases people think we are them. And I'm not mad one way or the other. Because we still watch the product. I mean, it gives us something to do. We've been doing this now for 124 episodes and then some. So it, it gives us something to do. But like what's be, beyond that, what gives you the uh, the edge to talk to like, you know, say like my kids, you know what I'm saying? Because my kids are rooted in what I'm rooted in. But at the same time, there was a whole era they missed out on. So like if you're talking to some of these kids now. That aren't as grounded. All they have is like access to the network and YouTube. How how would you tell them? You know, like like why why their wrestling sucks. <laughs> well, like I said, uh, it goes back to the larger than life uh, nostalgia uh, aspect of of it. The wrestling today is not larger than life. It's life. You know, <laughs> you know, Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. Or, oh, all right, let's go back. Paul Orndorff, right? Him um, turning against Hulk Hogan and giving him that pile driver, like that, that right there, just the way he did it. Or Mr. Saito with the ceremonial assault. <laughs> Eddie Stato, okay. <laughs> You know, like these are things that are larger than life. Like who pulls out the ceremonial salt? Where's the missing link at? These, <laughs> these, like, 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 uh, 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 what's the other homie? Uh, Even George what? Animal Steel or, uh, yeah, George Animal Steel, Baron Von Rasky. Like, like these people were people that I'm not going to run into every day after school. Yes, you know I'm saying I'm not going to run into these people. Like these people were like were characters that were that were larger than life, and Bru- Bruiser Brody, the other dude Huss, Huss, Huss. <laughs> I just got this. I just got this image of Seth Rollins working at Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, with the jackets he been rocking lately, like more than likely he, he would he would fit right in as a manager, uh, like a head barista. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like you go, to that dude everywhere <laughs> well, well, like like the road warriors like you you you, you like things it, it got to be larger than life rick flair was larger than life 
No, I, I remember. I remember like it was yesterday. I was probably about eight years old, and we were on our way to some small town in Oklahoma. Like I was, we were going from Tulsa to some small town. I think it might be like the Fourth of July weekend or something like that. And this is when you had world class talent that were that were meshing with uh, with mid uh, mid south talent, and possibly doing like there was another organization in the area, the, the NWF, the National Wrestling Federation. It was smaller, but you still had like some of the bigger, bigger name talent that uh, that didn't. It wasn't top tier, but you recognize them, like Sam Houston. Like they would be like champions in this little place. So they were kind of like intermingle, and we were going. It was me, my mom, my brother, and the guy my mom was dating at the time. We we're, were heading down. We stopped at this convenience store. I think we were probably in uh, Glenpool, probably Glenpool, Oklahoma. And pull off at this gas station. There's this big white van, and I'm not talking about like one of them creepy white vans. I'm talking about like a white cargo van that actually had like some uh, some bench seats in it and no windows on the doors. Okay. Out pops Bam Bam Gordy. Wow. And then I got the front seat pops uh, by, uh, Buddy Roberts, Buddy Jack Roberts. Okay. Okay. Com- coming out of the gas station is Michael Hayes. Strutting, mm-hmm. like he he he's he's in between going from Tulsa, which he was probably doing commentary for for Mid South, going to Texas, the, the few with the Von Erics more than likely, and they in the van, and here he comes strutting out of a gas station, like no no gear, no regalia, he just strutting like like he's walking to the ring, <laughs> and I remember this man, I the only thing I could think to grab was just this, the first piece of paper I could find, which was in the, in the center console of the car. And I swear to God, to this day, I, I can't find it. But my mom had a Girl Scouts calendar that she would write all her memos in. And I just grabbed the Girl Scouts calendar and gave it to uh, the Bam Bam and asked for his autograph so they could pass it around. And Bam Bam looked at the back of it, saw his Girl Scouts and couldn't hold his laughter in. And Bam Bam, had, <laughs> he, was, he had one of the strongest like southern accents you just like if you didn't know any better you just swear you about to be called out your name just by talking to him and he like michael look at this <laughs> like you know just and just laughing at him and, and they, they they you know they obliged man they signed it like it was a big deal and shook my hand and kept it moving you know but uh, lar- yeah yeah larger than life man yeah but you I had, had to, but you had to have yeah. balls to ask for people like ask for autographs like that back in the day like now it's just like hey you you know you, you snap a picture because you got a phone in your hand like that'll yeah. get you smacked up in the rap world yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely um but but like i said man it's that, lar- that, that that larger than life that's the that's the difference between then and now and even with your experience right there, seeing the free birds just on the street, like that's crazy. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you uh, if you call Winter Disman man, but uh, Suave recently, uh, you know, like this was it last? It was last. I want to say February or March. We actually had a chance to interview New Jack. Rest in peace, of New Jack. But Suave was actually right. commissioned by New Jack's wife to write the eulogy for his uh, for for his untimely passing. Wow. So wow, yeah. So I mean, that's and that's something that even like we're 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 grown, grown. I'm not the same eight year old eight year old kid anymore, man. And this, my counterpart over here, then then sitting here and pen the man's eulogy, just simply off his writing game. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Which I also do want to give a shout out to Jen Jack, aka Jen and Juice. Jen and Juice. Uh, I got a care package in the mail um, this week, which includes uh, New Jack's book. 
and and some cool memorabilia as well as the uh, the program from the service which includes the uh, the eulogy that i pinned for right on man that's wow. dope yeah, that's dope as hell, is, that, is that is that online i could i could research um yeah yeah actually, actually i i posted it to to my instagram account there's a blog on swaffermare.com that has everything written out and um yeah and following uh the the new ja- new jack's social account you still follow it and it's still being uh, managed and run <laughs> and his and his and his 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 widowed wife is sitting here tweeting in real time as if she's him you can she he married the right one with her doc <laughs> that's all i'm saying yep. it's still up and it's stuck man yeah, what wow. you what you what you got for Dave Swab? I'm actually sending him the information right now. Uh let's see, let's see. Uh we always gotta do some type of cool trivia mixtape type thing. Oh me, man, I, I, I knew oh. <laughs> Dave, Dave, what is your favorite cage match of all time? Very good question. favorite cage match of all time yes all time regardless of promotion regardless of time era favorite cage match of all time okay i would say it will have to be sting and it was revealed that it was rick flair when they took off the hoodie Ah, Starcade ninety, Black Scorpion. Black Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow, that's that's All the right. that's the top. I would, I would have to go back and watch that just just to yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's if we get if we got the content because Peacock is slipping, bro. Oh, that's, said, bro, oh that is, that is so that is definitely on the agenda. How how are you going? How are you going to tell us you're going to you're going to be where ready? Do you, where do you rank that? Where do you rank that? That's 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 nice. That's nice. I didn't expect that. I I really didn't. I figured you were gonna go like uh, early '80s or like Jimmy Snooker, Don Morocco. That's exactly but, what uh, I thought he was going for. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, I mean, top three, top three. See, and then I thought it'd be really cool if he went uh, Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorff from Saturday Night's Main Event. I so that now, been- now that that's always gonna be in probably my top five because that's one of the first cage matches I've, I, I ever saw and it was on live television at live network television at that wasn't like we had to wait get a pay-per-view to see that one yeah definitely and I liked it because that was that was the time Rick Flair reinvented itself he cut off the, the tail of his hair and <laughs> he got yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got the, he got the, got the, I got the yeah. black baby daddy haircut. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got the soccer the soccer mom bump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. That's, I like that. That's, that's, that. that was a, that, that was a real good question. A very good question. All right, so along those same lines, we we uh, we go back and forth all the time, just dropping gems back and forth on our, on our message, man. Give me, I'm putting you on the spot with this one. Give me your Mount okay. Rushmore and honorable mention. Mount Rushmore and honorable mention. I it gotta be Hulk Hogan because of what he's done to the business. I understand, I get it. Then it'll have to be Randy Savage. 
Nostalgia. You you know what I'm saying? Nostalgia. They don't have to be. I'm going to throw a left on this one. Ivan Koloff. The Russian bear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because, like, uh, like that's the natural villain. Straight up. The natural villain. If you ever wanted a villain, it gets no more better than Ivan Koloff as far as a villain goes. And I, can next one, I can respect that. And the next one will have to be I would say it had to be Andre because of the nostalgia that he carries. You feel what I'm saying? So Andre, um, honorable mention would have to be Captain Lou Albano. Mm. Okay. And that's just from a business side because he was the first person to really cross over wrestling and 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 rock and roll and from a marketing perspective and and like that and you know that's my thing that really crossed over wrestling to you know that's what brought the new audience over fam he was mario he was mario real life mario like Like no it's one the knows Super Mario Brothers Super Show. No one knows who Luigi was, but you know Captain Lou was Mario. Man, Bruh, that's like that's <laughs> bonus points. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a Captain Lou Albano, man. Let's not forget. You know, everybody give their props to Hulk Hogan, but remember, you got to put Captain Lou Albano next to him because of how he was the one who really crossed over wrestling to the new crowd. Yeah, he, he brought Sidney Lauper in. He was the one that brought in MTV and, you know, yeah. it, you you could argue that Hogan doesn't get elevated without Lou's involvement because Lou had to be the one on the other side of that to to, to get Hogan as a uh, as the perennial baby face. And, you know, and this is this is Albano a couple years removed from from leaving the uh, the Wild Samoans behind, mm. you know. And so this was, man, what a, what a time, <laughs> what a time to be mm-hmm. alive. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it, talk right, about it. Right on, man. So what's uh, right now? What's on the agenda for you? Like what's uh, what you've been working on? I, I know you've been heavy with uh with with e40 and, and 50 like it those are relationships that are, that won't ever sour where where are you what, what's popping for for dave in, in 2021 going in 22 since we back outside now um since we back outside man uh i got you know uh, you know some activations that i'm working on over at this uh residency with usher over at the coliseum coliseum up in uh caesar's palace in vegas um I have a uh, you know an artist that I'm working with, like I said, that I'm doing uh, some cross promotion activations with Boosie Juice. It should be doing a Texas tour actually real soon, so I should be out there um, <clears throat> in around September. Um, let me see here. I have um, you know a, a radio station for my wife. Uh, you know she 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 does uh, you know birth services. And wow. Okay. Nature. So so she does. Uh, 
she she has a radio station where she advertises all of her services, and um, it, it's you know pretty much urban AC leaning, and you know she talks that birth service worker talk or you know on a radio station, you know so so I'm working on her with that. Um, what else do I have? DJ Yoshi. Um, I have studio series. We just did a uh, episode thirteen, our thirteenth episode with Dallas Austin and um, Oct from um, Octavius Crouch from uh, Symphonic Distribution. Okay. New digital distribution company. Um, I have have some things I'm working on with Marvel Comics. Um, You know, projects Mm. I should be activating maybe, uh, you know, hopefully by January. Um, Getting that Disney money. Ugh. (laughs) Uh, uh, Aflac, uh, Netflix, uh, another activation that I'm working on, you know, for 2022. Um, You know, things of that nature. And also uh, Little League Baseball as well, too. Will lead baseball. Hey man, as long as some things with that. As long as you have something to talk to us about, that means you ain't doing bad at all in this game. So, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, appreciate it. One, one last thing that I got, man. You were talking to me, yeah. uh, cause we, man, we met through the homie Do It All, man. Shouts out to Do It All from Low Tug. Um, soon, soon to be, I'm sure be, be, yeah. within the next ten years, soon to be Mayor Do It All of Newark, New right, Jersey. Right. I'm, I'm putting that in the air for him. Um, but like even before that, you were telling me that your uh your your shot came the day on, on really nine eleven man. Like what happened? Uh, what what oh, was yeah. what was supposed to be like the the big moment for you where people were supposed to know like who Dave House was before he became a household name? Well, um, my my job interview with MTV, an uh, internship interview with MTV was on the 9-11. The, the time of the interview was about 11 o'clock. I decided to go to, you know, go to the interview that early, uh, have some breakfast out there, chill up in Times Square. It was a nice hot summer day. It was election day. Um, we, by, by the time I got to Times Square, no, by the time I got to the World Trade Center, I took the N train and we got to 14th Street. When we got to 14th Street, a crackhead jumped on the train saying a plane ran into the World Trade Center. So nobody's not really uh, paying no attention. This <laughs> is a crackhead, City. right? Crackhead, yeah, crackhead say shit all the time and say crazy shit. Nothing new, nothing to see here. Everybody's still reading their paper. So then by the time we got to 42nd Street, the um the uh train conductor said all the trains are stopping. So everybody had to get off and evacuate the you know, the train system and the subway system immediately. So we was like, oh, okay. We didn't know what was going on. And um, it was off 42nd Street. Uh, my stop was 49th anyway. So I was like, all right, cool. I would have walked through Times Square anyway. So um, I walked through and then I'm looking at the Jumbotron and um, seeing the smoke come out the World Trade Center, just like the fiend described it on the train. So I was like, oh, snap, crazy. So then the next plane is flying over us. It was real low. Still hear it. So my logical mind thinking the plane was flying low was so that the people that was on top of where it was smoking, if they were still alive, they could uh, jump on the wing or something, land in Newark, I don't know, get them inside the plane, whatever the case. That's what I'm thinking. That's why the plane flew so low. Right, right. Then next thing you know, that plane just runs right smacked it into the next building. We was like, oh, like we like we saw that same plane that um 
that that flew over us onto the jumbotron. And the way the plane ran into the building, it was like somebody threw some. You know, like, you know, back in the day when Halloween and people throwing eggs, <laughs> you know, or whatever right, the case right. may be. Like, it, it just had that feeling like somebody threw a plane and just threw it into the building. Because at this point, you're like, yo, somebody playing, but they're not playing. Like, that's how my street my street mentality is looking at it. Now, that was around, like, after 9 o'clock or what have you. And by that time, um, I was trying to call the office, MTV office, to uh, to see if I could uh, reschedule the interview. Because obviously, you know, but 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 the uh, the phones the phones was all down, so everybody went to a phone booth, um, and there was like lines standing at the phone booth, everybody trying to use the phone. So that was my my, my um. So by the time I got home, uh, it was like around ten o'clock that night, and then the next day. I'm still trying to call the office to see if I can get an interview. <laughs> Same way, <clears throat> you know. I mean, but by this time, Manhattan was uh, you know, was closed and shut down. Eventually, that interview became um, with um, MTV Animation, and um, I ended up working on projects like the Celebrity Deathmatch mm. mm. and stuff like that. So, yeah. right on, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> well, that, there it is, and from from there, you know. You, Interscope and G Unit and all all things that was uh gangster hip hop and and just really just true that true New York sound for years to come and then just went to the and West let's not, and let's not forget Soldier Boy. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, early in that, that whole in that whole time because yeah, I came in with G Unit and I saw that history. But then I also saw a history with Soldier Boy and how um, he was able to innovate tech and internet and, yeah. and, and, and things of that nature. So, so a lot of the things that he's saying, he, he he's right. Yeah, I mean, he Only he was ahead yeah, yeah. he was ahead of his time, and Fifty was watching this movie from the jump. So, I mean, I mean, you and you were right there with with both of them. So, like, you knew, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, say what say thing, people, people yeah, yeah. On, on, only thing with Soldier Boy is that I just wish that he would have partnered up with like YouTube and and all of these tech companies because he would have been he was he he had got offers to own these companies and he took them down because obviously you know um, <clears throat> excuse me rap was the bigger picture at the time yeah and then on top of that you when you from a, a market from where he was from and you have a lot of friends that aren't really your friends or they, they're your friends and don't know any better and they try they give you bad advice and you you heed that advice because that's all you know it's a cautionary mm -hmm. tale but he's still but he's absolutely. still part of the one percent of the people who started doing it that's still doing it that that makes himself relevant whether you like him or not you must respect what he's done because he's he's put himself in a position to be financially secure for the rest of his life and whenever he decides to expand to to another generation on his own yeah. mm -hmm. so absolutely absolutely yeah man dave we appreciate you jumping on here man i appreciate, you know, I appreciate it yeah you know you always got a home here man you know this is uh this is home for you when we finally get back to doing these uh these watch alongs man we gotta actually get you on with we we gotta figure out the new formula you, instagram keep changing the formula up and, and youtube be trying to clip us man but we got some heat with these watch-alongs doc <laughs> okay all right we, we give we, we giving them some some of our own commentary swab you got anything before dave get out of here and just appreciate you stopping by 
kicking it with the fam. Once again, we got to shout out Iron Mike Sharp. It's an inside <laughs> thing with us. Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> you got to respect. The, the you got to respect Iron Mike Sharp, man. I'm going to try to get, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, you. I'm going to have to get you a leather cast or something, man. So next time I see you, <laughs> you'll be rocking the black leather cast everywhere. With, with a foreign object inside. Be like, what's wrong with you, Dave? <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with you, Dave? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what's wrong with your hand? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a foreign object and ceremonial salt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so so that's the trifecta. I need to get I need to get a uh, black leather cast, an international object, and some uh, some ceremonial salt. Ceremonial <laughs> salt. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. All right, Dave. We'll we'll catch right, you next time, sure. man. Keep listening, man. We appreciate you, man. Uh, kiss kiss the kids and the missus for me, man. We will be at you, bro. All right, thank you. Great time chopping up with the homie, the big brother Jake Dave House. You know what I'm saying? You know, going going back to day one with the BPBC. That's what that man does, and I've I've known him a long time, man. They, and we had the opportunity to break bread with him here at the crib too, or early on in the BPBC days. So that's, that's Jake. <laughs> I need my money, Jake. <laughs> Yo, I don't know where the hell we want to start. Actually, you know, I do. I know where I want to start at on the, on this list because I want to run through this as fast as possible, bro. Because it, it's it's it's. I say that every time, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna right. we're, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, wormhole. We don't believe you. You need more people. We're going to wormhole out of control. For- nope, nope. I will not agree to anything that includes wormholing. Nope. Listen. So, nope. one one of our favorite one of our favorite one of our favorite bingeable things in 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 our TV viewing used to be the WWE Network. Why? Because you can go in there and find anything and get lost. And then they go to Peacock, and then they tell us we're going to give you seventy five percent off. The shaft for the for, for, for the first four months, we'll give you seventy five percent off your subscription costs. You know what? Whatever. We get the pay per views. It's cool. Let's, let's run it. Run it. Run it. Run your shit. It's not cool. Then wait. Then then they, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We, I'm not done. Then they then they tell us they're gonna give us our shit back come August. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I can tell you what they what they did after 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 you tell what you what you got at to this point. It's our fault. We should have never agreed to a subscription service called Peacock because we should have known we were going to get the shaft. <laughs> Give the cock. <laughs> Please don't. We're getting rid of the network. This evening on, this evening on the cock. <laughs> we're, we're taking the network and giving you the cock. <laughs> See how you sound, NBC. You sound, you sound, WWE Network. <laughs> More of what you're looking for on the <laughs> on <cock>. the cock. <laughs> hey, hey, the, 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 <laughs> hey, you know, you know what the worst thing on the cock is right now? <laughs> the bump. That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just serious. That is I'm just serious. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, this is better than the poopy pants, Cena. So anyway, all, all of that aside, they tell us, come August, you get your, you'll get all the things that you're missing back, or a majority of programming will be back come August. We get 
bombarded with like subliminal, like not even subliminal, but like creative advertising for from Steve Austin to to big up the NWO in 25 years and do a, a Austin podcast, a straight up Steve Austin podcast, well, Stone Cold uh, Sessions podcast, rather, with Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Only for it to get yanked? What else? What else got yanked off the cock? <laughs> Lex Luger was yanked off the. Lex Luger had a uh, a, a icons icons show, which was that's, needed. That's just in poor taste. No, <laughs> no, Lex Luger was not yanked off the cock. No. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> this whole segment is just pause. Oh. Like you should scratch pause during the whole segment and post edit. Oh man, if I had the time, pause. Oh my god. Yes, sir. I'm I'm cold as all the fucks too, sir. <laughs> I'm outside I'm outside. <laughs> you bitches. Oh man. <laughs> oh B A F N W Y B A. I wish you'd make a radio station and just go ahead and buy the call letters W Y B A. Make well, sure. I'm just thinking the exact same thing. Just, just, just make sure it's West Oktoberfest that's going on there. Just, yeah. make, just make sure it's Eastern Mississippi, so we'll be in compliance with the FCC. You know? <laughs> Which, <laughs> golly, uh, <laughs> it, it, do we? Is there anything? Is there any more that we want to talk about that nonsense with with this whole limiting <sighs> of content? We have gone from people within the organization telling us not to not to um, overreact because we'll get our content and you know they say well you'll start with less than but as we're vetting it we'll get it to you and we'll have it on time so you didn't you didn't get what you were promised so you don't have the content that you had before the jump and now the new stuff that they you know they can push the button on we can't get that either how is it that you can load in weeks worth of ECW material and we can't get a Kevin Nash interview? Did he call somebody? Did he, did he say your mama too many times? I mean, I don't know if you, they just want to save all this content for like you drop one after money in the bank because now you have, you know, you're going to have live fans and just you want that lead in. And then you say the Kevin Nash after SummerSlam or whatever. I don't. I, I wish. I have no idea. I wish that sounded logical. But these. Oh, I can come up with a good lie. These motherfuckers knew that they was gonna be back outside. I in, mean, but in did Texas, they really know? in Texas, though no, they knew when. When was it announced that it was going back outside? About six weeks ago, at least. Yeah, it still seems a little premature of a decision, but hey, you know, whatever. A, a little a little peek behind the curtain here. Today is Tuesday, July 13th, year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. I say year of our Lord. 
You have our Lord. 20 and 21. Amen. You're listening to this on Thursday, July 15th. You have our Lord. You have our Lord. I said, you have our Lord. You have our Lord. 20 and 21. Amen. And it won't take me any more than two minutes to edit and upload this audio for your listening consumption, you pencil pushers. So, video is a little bit more of intense of an animal, especially when it comes to sh- shelling uh, sensitive content. But all you need are sensors and time markers. You mean to tell me that these motherfuckers ain't can't do a podcast in a week and get it up in less than five days? And when they've been doing for six weeks, they coming back outside in Texas? Let me let me make an emphatic. And raise you a look and listen, Lucas. I I uh, I don't know what to tell you because I mean by the calendar it it all set up right. You would have debuted Luger's on Fourth of July, and the bulk of Luger's WWF run is him as Real American 2.0, and then it was in the. WO week. So duh. Kevin Nash doing doing broken skull sessions? Absolutely. I don't understand. I don't I don't understand what the fuck's going on. I just know I'm not getting what I'm paying for, and I'm not even paying for what I was paying for what I'm paying for. <laughs> you know how bad shit has to be for you to feel gypped and you got a discount? <laughs> think think about that. 70, like, 75% off. 75% off. And we feel robbed. Let that shit breathe, fam. Do you know how bad shit has to be for you to get a discount and still feel taken advantage of? Man, man, man. If you really wanted to to to, to have a, a like a markout moment over someone who perennially doesn't matter, you would have had. Lex Luger's uh, icons come on after whatever, like it could have been SummerSlam. Hell, it could even been whatever the September pay per view is going to be, because we know it ain't going to be hell in the cell. Because you blew that one, and you you blew that wad early, didn't you? Yikes! You know it ain't going to be money in the bank because that's going to happen in Texas when we go back outside. You PAFN, but uh, what you could have did was have it around or right on like about the time that Luger even on the day of because it there's no rules to this shit you can do whatever you want to do in the digital space the day that Luger jumped the uh, jumped the shark and debuted on uh on Monday Nitro you could have dropped his interview how creative would that have been if you're going to do something with Kevin Nash to coincide with the 25th uh, commemoration of the NWO I'm just gonna hope that in both of these situations or at least one of these situations they're making additions to what they had ready to roll out. Like, say it was an hour, or what? Most icons are what ninety minutes. Uh, about an hour to an hour and a half. I think yeah. we, I think we, I think we had one. I think with the Randy Orton one was was almost two hours. Like maybe just maybe there's some uh, some bonus footage or something. Like I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But uh, it, this is just this is dirty pool, old man. 
<laughs> this is this is, un, this is this is conduct unbecoming. You're done, though, seeing. I I don't understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and you can't show your work. Nah, you them puss old boy. <laughs> ah, my goodness! <laughs> this is, this How can is, this one come back from being called that? <laughs> this is the hate that hate became, fam. <laughs> oh man! Well, how does one bounce back from being called such a thing? <laughs> Never. The only only, <laughs> only way that happens is in a bounce house. <laughs> At the trampoline park, you PAF. I'm so man. Oh man. Uh, man, Peacock is robbing people with no pistol. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't that. understand what we did to anybody to be subjected to these sorts of conditions. Oh man. They're yeah. not doing this overseas. People overseas still have the network as as well. And its original, it was, in its original incarnation, they actually have the WWE Network app. And I'm not. It, a, it wasn't, I'm, it I'm wasn't not a, perfect, but damn it, it was ours. I, I'm. Not, and the one thing that we complained about, we actually got and didn't know we got it until it was too late. We what can, is that? Where you can make your own mixtape, the playlist. Yep, I didn't even experiment with it. That we started that shit. Like that is us. That is our brainchild. It's, that is our contribution to the world through WWE. Somebody we know you, you, you PA. If we, how many times are we gonna drop PAF? That's gonna have to be a drop. You PAFNs listen to us. You mean to tell me that one of one of your one of your straight listening episodes you couldn't listen to us and tell us and tell somebody in the, in the uh, in the developmental office of the app. That you need to create a playlist option where so that way no one can is subjected to whatever the live view is. You can make your own live view and be more fired than what y'all putting up. It's your whack ass. <sighs> yeah, buddy. Anyway, um you've been very vocal in recent weeks and been a proponent for the return of Ricochet to being actually used as talent on WWE programming. Rico love, baby. We have got him back. And I... we, we've seen him in jeans. I, yeah, that's the only thing. I guess you had to, you have to sacrifice something if you're going to get him on TV. It's like, well, he had really dope ring gear before, but now he was in catering. So in order to get him back on television, he has to be able to wrestle in skinny jeans. And not just skinny jeans. Like he looks like he's fresh out of catering. Not not to say he put on any pounds. I'm just saying that he literally nah. looks like he's fresh out of catering. He took off his shirt and said, nah, "Ring the bell, nah. ref." Nah, nah, homie looked like he hopped out the Uber taping his hands. <laughs> that's Dead that, ass. That's that, that's that old uh, show up at the end, end of the TV taping with a Halliburton because your plane was late and your tag team partner sitting here stranded and getting his ass whipped for 30 minutes without you. That's what that, that's that energy. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. So, yeah, he got that straight, hopped out the Uber energy like, hey, we here, fam. Let me go tighten my shit up and see what's happening. It's up. 
<laughs> so look, if that's what we have to sacrifice to get Rico back on TV doing what he does better than anybody else, let I'm it be still known. Waiting on y'all. Let I'm it be still known. Still waiting on y'all to apologize to that man. Y'all owe that man a sincere, stiff apology. Hey, did you see him troll uh, Jim Cornette on Monday though? Nah, I didn't. What he do? So Monday on Raw, there was a match between him and John Morrison that was uh, false count anywhere. Right, and it was it was it was it really was a celebration. It was a goodbye uh, to the Thunderdome. Was really what it was. I have mixed feelings about them letting Rico and John Morrison do all of that in front of nobody. So, the, the, I understand why, because you're trying to sell it. Well, you're not even selling a pay per view. You're just hyping a show that happens on Sunday. But at the same time, I'm like, bruh. Yeah. Other than the spot that we talked about a couple shows ago, like. Everything else is like, bro, you realize how stupid this would be if you did it in front of people? Because they're wrestling a video game simulation. <laughs> and and see that this is this is where I'm going with that. Rico is like the same way New Day was when they were on uh what was it, Jack and Met No, what was the, the, the show they brought Super was it Superstars? When they brought Superstars back on Saturdays. And New Day was pretty much the poster children for that show. And then the Usos, when they had the, the fluorescent face paint, they were the poster children for a minute. Uh, Ricochet is pretty much there with the kids. And there's the problem is there are no kids because there's nobody. And so you do an homage to the Thunderdome by having a false count anywhere match. So you throw away a great gimmick that's never being seen on TV with two talents that are not going to and I hate to say this to make it sound like this, but they're not going to bleed. They're not going to hurt each other. It's going to be a flip fest. And the first probably two to three minutes of the match was a, uh, was a redo of Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. And it was literally everything that Jim Cornette called <laughs> on his, uh, on his watch along. I mean, here. Okay. I don't know if it's as much of a troll at Ricochet. I mean, it's as much of a troll f- from Ricochet to Cornette as it is like, I can do this with anybody. Like just, cause I'm, I'm really big on giving him his praise right now. Cause like he told y'all there's nobody on earth that can do what I do like I do. And for the last three, four, five, six weeks, week after week, he has proven that by a large margin. I ain't heard nobody apologize to this man yet. Listen, I I've said certain things, and by and large, because of where he's from, I support him fully. You know, Ricochet is a generational talent. Lucha Underground was a great launch pad for his career. Regardless of what he did on the independent scene, regardless of how you feel about the Will Ospreay match, regardless of how you feel about him wrestling, uh, what was what's our guy that, that just retired again? Uh, <laughs> oh, Leo. Leo, yeah. Regardless of how you feel about about I, the about I retired. those, yeah. Regardless of how you feel about those matches, you cannot deny the fact that Ricochet is one athletic some bitch. Period. He's still the, he's still flipping from Vegas three years ago. Let's let's keep it a buck and a half. Then I was gonna kind of say 
I mean, at the same time, it may not be trolling Cornette. It could be trolling AEW. But think, think about this though. You did you notice how did you first of all did you see the match? Yeah. Did you notice how effortless he did arm drags and leg whips and and yes. just I'm talking I'm in skinny jeans. Fluid. Now now here's the thing. <laughs> if there's our first one for today, those skinny jeans are probably like if they were even like regular skinny jeans you buy on the street they're elastic so there's some stretch to them it's not uh it's not raw denim like maybe if you would buy to buy maybe if you were to buy a pair of levi's it's not that type of raw denim it's not japanese denim it's not stiff Mm -hmm. this is literally a stretchy material if you were just getting them on the street so i would certainly be willing to wager that he's had some pants constructed to look like skinny jeans but are you know ring ring ready wear yeah this now i don't know why we would make that move when we have perfectly good <laughs> ring gear yeah i'm just like yeah, yeah but i'm certain he is not wrestling in in fashion over this is the this, this is a rib this is this is the rib that a veteran stole your bag no, and I, I do. I feel like they're missing the mark. You you could have that man a sponsorship. Just if he's going to wrestle in skinny jeans, just have just slap the fashion Nova on. You see what I'm saying? Now, you want to make money. You want to try to get all these partnerships. You want these branding opportunities and you consistent consistently miss the mark. Mm-hmm. Who is in charge over there? Who's in charge? Hmm. Some things we never know. It's just unfortunate. It's just all this money to be made, and we're just wasting it. At any CM way. Punk told y'all, so a millionaire who should be a billionaire despite himself. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, biting noses off despite faces, <laughs> what the hell was happening to Lashley? Like we, okay. we we saw world champion Lashley lose to not to say he doesn't deserve it Xavier Woods and after weeks of being dusted by Bobby Lashley Xavier Woods gets a pin when it matters the least the first thing I was reminded of when this happened was when about 2013 2014 Kofi Kingston got pin or, or pins uh, Randy Orton right before a commercial break and comes back and gets his ass beat and no one remembers that Kofi pinned Randy Orton because Kofi was so far down the card it didn't even matter. Well, hell, at this point, we just saw something even more recent than that. Like Keith Lee smashed Randy Orton in his debut. Keith Lee. Does anybody, does anybody really remember that now? If, if Keith Lee left WWE right now and went on a tirade about the things that happened to him after leaving NXT, no one would remember him on the main roster. You know, and here's what's even crazier. You know somebody else who was on the main roster, and at the time, of course, there's only one roster, but here's somebody else that actually had a world championship match in WWF and no, and WWE, no one even really knew or really cared until he passed away. Dell Wilkes, the Patriot. Well, I mean, it was 97, bro, What'd you expect? I, I I mean, the Patriots only claim the fame was Global Wrestling Federation. So yeah, I, I I hear you. I mean, here's what I'm saying. 
<clears throat> not because he wouldn't have been okay, not because he didn't air quotes look the part, but we just got through talking about Lex Luger. So if you weren't going to pull the trigger on Real American 2.0, you certainly want, weren't going to pull the trigger on 2.5, uh, 2.13. Yeah, yeah 2.56 beta. <laughs> just, just, just by that time, the, the, the gimmick made sense. So you, so they had somebody to cheer for, you know, America. We're doing this for the greater glory of Bret Hart at the end of the day. Man. Because we got plans. And them plans ain't got nothing planned for you. <laughs> Meanwhile. But with Lashley. Okay, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be one of those rare times where I defend what is going on on WWE television. <clears throat> so we know what's going on with Roman on SmackDown, right? Roman doesn't wrestle on weekly television, which he shouldn't. I've said I've, I've long since said that the champions don't it doesn't have to wrestle every week. Totally agree. So Roman's not wrestling on weekly television. He's only wrestling on pay-per-views as he should. He's winning dom in dominant fashion on pay-per-view as he should. That is one show. Push that to the side. As to not mirror that same process on the other show, and then considering what this will all make way more sense if what happens at SummerSlam is what we think. So you take the champion through this journey where <clears throat> he's separate from the group he's with before. People are questioning can he do it? He wins the title in dominant fashion, but against, you know what would be considered a lesser than challenger mm -hmm. and goes through this entirely too long feud with drew but he decisively smashed drew at wrestlemania and beat drew by hooker crook and all these other situations so because these wins start to rack up but they start to get less and less dominant now when kofi gets his win it what we thought should have started their program just kind of planted a seed for it and they just picked it up a month later. Mm -hmm. When they are picking it up and Kofi brings up the point that you're getting soft because of all that you're doing. So to try to prove it, he picks on Xavier Woods. Beats him up in Hell in a Cell, puts him out for a week or two. Kofi keeps uh, reiterating. Um, now Bobby's Bobby doesn't like losing but because of MVP he takes an L in a tag match then takes an L to Xavier Woods so now the promo that Kofi cut about him getting soft makes even more sense and then Bobby cuts his promo which he did a pretty good job of about that, that, might, that might be one of my favorite Bobby Lashley moments that's certainly with the best Bobby Lashley promo in, w in any of his WWE time. And for him to shake back like that and say, like, okay, look, I'm no longer going to be doing on vacation or enjoying the spoils of being a championship, being a champion. I want to be dominant. I want, you know, basically want to wants to be a killer again. So now let's say we go into Sunday. I know nobody wants to see Kofi get squashed again, but if you're booking and you're really trying to get re get a reaction from people online and in public, you could squash Kofi right here. 
Mm-hmm. And nobody would be mad. Well, everybody would be mad, but nobody would be mad. And then you start the build of Bobby Lashley becoming a straight killer for Brock Lesnar. Here's my question, Suave. Do we know better? Do we do we, we do we know that this is going to be a bigger, stronger, better, better ass Bobby Lashley? Sidebar, sidebar. There was a woman who was actually part of the uh, the entourage for Bobby Lashley on Monday, who also appeared as a debuting wrestler on AEW uh, Dark Evolution. Now, what is her or name? AEW Dark, actually. Um, what is her name? Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. Her name is not Chelsea Handler. Uh, what is? Stop what, your lies. What is, What is her name? Uh, See, this is going to prove my point of what I'm going to say uh, as soon as you uh, say her uh, name. Kelsey Grammer. Oh. Nope. Oh, this, man. Oh. This, is, this isn't fair to her. This isn't fair to her, her accomplishments. You're being a complete uh, chauvinist. Heather Hunter. Oh. Certainly wouldn't be her. Oh. Heather Green. Not, year 20, oh. not Heather Hunter. Not Heather Headley. Not Heather Locklear. Kel- Kelsey Heather. Oof. Oof. My bad. Jeez. Okay. Now try to remember that name in 90 days. <laughs> try to remember in a year. <laughs> no, 90 days. Like, because she is the answer to a game show trivia question now. Which I don't understand how I don't understand how you get credit for being on TV and YouTube and people think it's the same thing. But cool. Cool, fam. Like whatever you want to do, man. I mean, but she technically did appear for the same well for two different organizations in the same on the same day. She, I mean, she did, but here's the thing, bro. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> here's just, the thing. I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, we've been to multiple shows in, in the same day. Like, uh, if we show up at SWE Fury and, and then there's a WWE show, and hey, we appear for two promotions in the same day. But here's the problem. We ain't getting paid with either one of them <laughs> yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's where you got to check the, check the pay slip. Yeah, so but, but I, I mean these is jokes. I mean it, she, but no joke. She is going to be the answer to a trivia question at some point. I'm just like that's one of those things that because she's not a reoccurring talent, that's gonna be really fucking hard to remember past ninety days, bruh. But still, what um, what what uh, but they've told a decent story with Lashley, so I mean, yeah, I'm, and, but M- MVP. What? So what do you? Are, are we? Is he going to stick around? Is the hurt business is going to be them too? Is he about to get pushed to the side? Like, now nah, I think I think they lock it up because MVP was like he's basically he's ready to play whatever role that Bobby needs him to play. So it's like unless there's like a huge miss Q on MVP's part anytime soon, they're just going to go back to air quotes business as usual. So to me, that would be a really good opportunity to reform the hurt business with, you know, live crowds and all that stuff. But again, they're not paying me to write and it's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious on both our parts. So why don't we just, why don't we write this wrong? Bad. <laughs> 
Go for ahead, a nominal go. fee. Soon to be <laughs> nah, a phenomenal see, see, that's fee. that bullshit. I will take some <laughs> broken, of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. Cash out me one time for the one time so for how, your mind. How, how does this work? How does this work for me? Like it's it's, it's so you you open Cash App and then you go no no to no send. no 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 what you I, what type I, in the number that you want to send and then you you bring up your contacts and you push that button on my name and you you send me what you send me yeah when you send me that how how, how, how this is what what's this is what I need to understand like there's all this incentive for you to get Cash App but where's my incentive for me to get Cash App? You going to write your own storylines, baby? I wrote that one. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> but you should have brought it to the table in the last writers. Meeting. Oh, see, there we go. This, this what what is what is gonna be your what's your thing? <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, what's your thing? <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> We'll figure something out, man. No, I have a really, really funny game that that would be pretty cool, but I'm not agreeing to that for for every episode either. Yeah, see, there's that. Uh, oh, this just in before we continue on to the other nonsense that we have going on here. Uh, shouts out Lou Gotti. VIP Lou Wrestling Gatti. is actually having an It Takes Two Tag Team Tournament for VIP Wrestling on July the 30th at Haltom Theater in Fort Worth, Texas. Well, Haltom City, Texas. And it will be for the new VIP Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Zip! The, ve- the belts. <laughs> the belts. <laughs> the belts look pretty, pretty dope. And we know we always talk about a whole lot of gang shit, right? Mm-hmm. Just signed on to take part in this tournament as a tag team. Journey and MLW World Heavyweight Champion Jacob the Samoan Werewolf Fatu. Uh-oh. It's a whole lot of smoke in the city. We got two Fatu tag teams in professional wrestling. This is very, very interesting. <clears throat> and if we see Journey and Jacob anywhere else, we know we got them here first because, bitch, Texas. <laughs> Back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Let's see. Back outside. Oh shit! We, I, I, I know what we got to do today. What it is? We, we well, I'm a, I will get to it here in a second. Let's 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 see if we can work through the rest of this agenda. Uh, retribution reincarnated. So, flap flapjack. No, no, it's not flapjack. <laughs> Uh, Jack Jack Rabbit, uh, Jack Wagon, Jack Frost, Jack Harlow, <laughs> J- Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Jack- Jumping Jack Flash, <laughs> Jack Mehoff, <laughs> Jimmy Jack Funk, <laughs> uh, Cactus Jack Manson, 
Jack the Ripper. Uh, Jack and Jill. Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Savannah Jack. <laughs> Jack Dempsey. Uh, Jack, Jack and Coke. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you where we at with it. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, slap slap Jack, Jack Evans, <laughs> slap slap Jack and Mia Yim. Um, well, slap Jack is no more, and uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim's name Crossface. Uh, stank face. Arm bar. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, now, you want bad comedy? Okay, cool. You should name me him arm bar, and whoever was on commentary had to say it exactly like Chris Jericho said it. Arm bar. <laughs> now that's that's bad comedy. That if you indulge in other activities, would be funny as hell. <laughs> and only those with that Nitro '97 vibe would understand. Every any time Corey Graves called armbar, armbar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's even funnier if you make Michael Cole do it. <laughs> oh my God! It's armbar. Armbar. <laughs> it's boss time. Boss time versus arm bar. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now the best bad comedy comes from the inside joke. So you have to be you have to cherry pick the past and entertain your 18 to 34 and then your 18 to 49. You got to entertain them with stuff that they've seen before but may not remember where it comes from. It's it's called sampling. <laughs> Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. I am Wood. May Day. <laughs> Fresh. With organic, farm to table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, so forth and so on. Broken Pencil Logic. All that. <laughs> you be sh- Stay classy. Saying, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. This stuff ain't that difficult, bro. It's, it's not. So they're they're gone, or well, they're back to their original name. So Shane Thorne, Mia Yim, they're they're back as those talents. Please send Shane Thorne back to NXT. Don't don't leave him up there to be a jobber. Meanwhile, we have one of the best talents of this generation uh, for a big man, Dominic Dijakovic, still being misused with 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 uh mad max regalia as if the role warriors didn't do that shit first damn y'all are sitting here talent rating nxt yet again because you need new and fresh but you have people with real names that you know could be used and they could be the new and fresh you still have new and fresh with damian priest <laughs> and due to the injury he had been out TV, but like you ain't doing shit with him. He ain't been there a year yet. Like, what are we doing? And then there's supposed to be a draft, which has now been rescheduled for October. Oh, talk about it. What what happened with this draft? I don't know. That's the whole. I can thing, tell bro. you what happened with the draft. You're going for sweeps week. You're going for ratings. The draft was going to be. And I said this on this show. 
you're going to blow the draft because we're back outside and do it when season premieres don't matter. Meanwhile, <laughs> the fall TV schedule has been has come out, and here we are with the Fox perennial uh, garden guardianship over this WWE network television product. Although the cock should have, or or NBC Universal, NBC, Comcast, NBC Universal should be the the perennial front runners here on on the, all this. Fox's deal is apparently trying to supersede and nut check everything else. So if you look at the fall schedule, everything revolves around Fox and what's happening their first week in October. This is also Indeed. around the same time that they've been doing the draft the last couple of years. Why? Because why the fuck not? Keep it consistent, you dumbasses. In the this is the lowest words, of low-hanging fruit. In the immortal words of Chris Tucker in Money Talks, sweep, sweep, fuck a sweep, sweep. And speaking, hold on, let me let me put some. I can put some, some stank on this. We'll come back to that nice little gym there here in just a second. Meanwhile, speaking of meanwhile sweet, on the south side. You, re you ready? You ready, Suave? All right, what you got? There's only one other thing we got to do right now. Since we back outside this Sunday, we got some business to do. Hey, hey. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You say that bitch again. I know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. We say that bitch again. One, two, two, three. Get your tail. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. One, two, two, three. Get your tail. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. Is it me or did that one seem like it had a little bit more vitriol in it? That normal. one did seem like, yeah, it, it did seem like the 808s get a little harder and it had a little bit more sauce on it. It's the same one. It's just for some odd reason. I, I guess because it might be the timing of the day. It could be the energy that we have as it relates to the shit we just got finished talking about. Either way, we have a pay-per-view this Sunday. Sunday, we, as, Sunday, Sunday. As we go back outside. The Dickies Arena in Fort Worth because bitch Texas. Money in the bank, WWE. Let's run down the card real quick. I'd like to give a side eye to WWE for uh failing to uh respond to our media request. It's quite all right. They'll be asking. I, I was told by Sarah in marketing for the Dickies Arena that the request had been forwarded to WWE and they would be responding. To which we've heard nothing. No response. Not for not for nothing, though. I, I have heard and have seen that these things can happen as little as 24 to 48 hours from the from the date of the event. So don't well, be surprised. Would you hurry? I got shit to do. <laughs> we like to plan our lives around <laughs> the women that's in them. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not be out here waiting on you all night. W Y B A. Oh man, let's kick off. Um, 
If there was ever a match that was that was ready for <laughs> the pre-show, with your interest all who you be? be with? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Hey, you gonna be here for a while? I'm gonna call my crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you imagine Val Venus spitting that one verbatim? <laughs> You're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> I wanna Chief call Morley. my crew. You gonna call your crew? <laughs> we <laughs> <ain't> rendezvous <laughs> at the bar around two. Absolutely not. <laughs> AJ Styles and Omos, your WWE tag team champions for Raw, taking on the returning Viking Raiders. Oh my god. If there was ever a show, a, a match ready for a pre-show, this one's it. Suave, who ain't going to win? Um, barring some sort of miracle or complete shift in philosophy, the Viking Raiders will not be winning. I actually, I've never wanted them to lose more. Viking Raiders will not win. Why do you want them to lose, though? You you don't come back and get a title match against Omos and AJ. Omos has had a handful of matches, and not even a handful of matches since winning the the tag team titles on his first match. And we have already seen that he has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt he is among the greatest big men to ever be called a great big man to ever lace up a pair of boots. Okay. The only other big man that I can think of, and I may, and I'm not. I, I'm not saying I'm the cure-all, end-all, be-all, but the top of my head, the last big man that was called a great big man to lace up a pair of boots wasn't called great on his debut match that won a championship, and that was Paul White, the Big Show, a.k.a. the Giant. So why are we wanting the Viking Raiders to lose, though? Why are, you, why are we wanting AJ Styles and Omos not to win? Okay. Everything you just said about Omos. Okay, what is the next pay-per-view after the one Sunday? We don't know. It ain't Ralph, though. <laughs> the the next pay-per-view after the one Sunday is what? We don't know. Oh, SummerSlam. Yeah, see? You see what you're doing right now? Okay. Look at yourself. Okay, SummerSlam. You want something for AJ Styles to do that matters, that makes sense, because you're not going to find another tag team to give him a match in front of people. It, he's not going to do that. Because you don't have any tag teams on Raw. You don't give a shit about tag team wrestling. There's nobody you could build up quick enough to matter in a tag team match. However, you want to know what people will care about? AJ versus Omos? Bingo. So, as much as I like that that broken pencil logic being applied there... I'm just trying to save I Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I like it. I don't even if, say he holds. If I'm I, trying to say he If I had enough faith in WWE that they actually would do it, they'd be able to pull that off successfully in four weeks of programming. It's one, it's it is one direct deposit away. I got a routing number. <laughs> so you don't think the Viking Raiders are going to win? We I mean, lose, rather. No. no, I don't think they're gonna win. I'm just okay. saying. All right. I don't, I don't want it to be this way. I'm just saying it's you were way. like, hey, you hope they lose. You've never wanted them to lose more. So I'm like, why? Oh, okay. All right. So so you, you put a nice little twist on that so I can take that statement back simply off the fact of, yeah, we do have a match that we want to see and actually can care about, which is AJ versus Omos because AJ will definitely have to carry that match because Omos is green as, as uh, Carolina grass. 
Yes, but he's also extremely athletic and extremely capable. Oh no, that's 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 not a knock on him. What I'm saying is, like AJ and his infinite wisdom and 20 plus years of ring experience can make Omos look like a, a damn superhero. Exactly. If Omos had 10 years experience in the ring, I would still want AJ leading the dance. Like, this is come on. Like, yeah. This. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, WWE Women's Raw Championship. What what do we say? Who um, who ain't gonna win? I'm gonna say Charlotte Flair, but I know I'm I know it's wrong. This is the one time where I want to say Charlotte Flair ain't gonna win, and I'm probably gonna side with Rhea Ripley ain't gonna win. This we'll have to, the this, only the only thing I can see them doing is having Charlotte win so they can do the rematch at SummerSlam and then have Rhea Ripley go over there in a full stadium, and which then, I hate. But and Charlotte gets a belt a belt back to a pop, which Rhea deserves better. She deserves to actually get a belt and retain it with a pop. But I mean, but couldn't you get that same pop if Rhea beats Charlotte? And then you bring Becky back. Uh, you're gonna get a you're gonna get any kind of pop with Rhea winning, regardless, because like here here here's what's what people aren't ready for. Things that have been pushed down our throats as being the the rule. Roman oh, Reigns being the bad guy, being the rule, being giving us piped in booze because that's what they want us to believe. I honestly think that Roman Reigns is going to come back to cheers. I honestly think that Rhea Ripley is going to come back to I mean, cheers. Like it's going to be I bizarre. Rhea, Rhea, I, I I see Edge. I, I, I don't see, see Rhea as a heel. I see Edge being booed. Nah. Did we forget? Nah, this, did we forget? This is, equal, this is equally as good as who ain't going to win. You who's going to get cheered and who's going to get booed. You know who ain't gonna get cheered. You know who ain't gonna get cheered. <laughs> that part, I got Roman. Roman will get cheered because it's the best thing on WWE television. All right, hold on. All right, hold on. So let's do this. So let's 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 run it down match for match. Let's take it back to the beginning. All right. So Viking right. Raiders versus AJ and Omos. Um, okay. Viking Raiders ain't gonna win. We agreed on that. All yes. right. I say AJ and Omos get cheered. I agree. Right on. Okay, uh, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Uh-huh. I say Rhea gets cheered, but also say I agree. also say that uh, Charlotte ain't gonna win. I agree to both. Okay, all right. Uh, women's tag match. No, I'm sorry. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. No, we'll come back to that because that's the main. Those are two the two main events are going to be the uh, Money in the Bank, in my opinion. Um, that's really what everybody's coming to see anyway. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Um, unless, they, unless they have like a super super level meltdown planned. Okay, I tell you what, this this is this what make what makes way more sense to me. I, I got a good Kofi, one for you too. Go ahead. Let's say let's say Kofi wins Sunday. And Bobby has a meltdown. And it's like meltdown, like not like he folds in on himself, but like meltdown, like he goes insane. Ape shit Bobby Lashley. Yeah, ape shit Bobby Lashley. And then you book that for four (laughs) weeks on TV. 
Like, don't give him any matches. Just have ape shit Bobby Lashley going ape shit. And then the only way you can get him to stop going ape shit is to give him his rematch at SummerSlam. Then he he flattens Kofi in eight seconds. So Bobby, so you feel Bobby ain't gonna win if that if that's the case. Here, here, here's the issue with this now, match. Now this is completely this is completely contingent on Brock Lesnar, which while we're playing Brock Lesnar, <laughs> shout out to the ponytail, <laughs> Brock Hammerstone, aka South Dakota Pie Max. Hashtag Brock's ponytail started by yours truly. Go ahead. That's, that's all I'm saying. So it's contingent on whether or not they're able to bring back Brock Hammerstone. Now, if they can bring Brock Hammerstone back for SummerSlam, to hell with everything I just said. But if you need a plan B. There's always you, a plan B. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got a plan B and I got a plan C. Plan C goes like so. We're going to talk about a, a match a little later on. You know, men's money in the bank. Let's say you get Big E. Big E gets the case and in, instead of challenging Roman, which we all do want to see, but you don't this isn't the time for E to go over on Roman, I don't think, because you've wasted a lot of time between splitting up New Day and now. Let's say E gets the case, challenges or, or cashes in for SummerSlam, beats Bobby Lashley as a way to reunite the U New Day on Raw. There's so many levels to this. Because that, that, was, that was an idea that I had, was that he challenges... Uh, he challenges Bobby Lashley after winning Money in the Bank. Depending on the, of course, it all depends on the placement of the match. Unless it's going to involve a beatdown on Monday night. But we we know that Bobby's not going to take on Brock without something being on the line. Like, we're not going to get a catch match. Nah, it's going to be for the championship. It's going to be for the championship. You may not get a new champion out of that, but it's going to be for the championship. It's going to be. For, it's definitely going to be for the championship because we need to see that match if we ever see that match. Because, uh, and the reason it's going to be for the championship is because when you get Brock Lesnar, you get sports media, and to elevate Bobby Lashley even more, he needs to be the champion at the time that all this sports media is talking about Brock Lesnar returning to wrestling. Because both of those guys are legit MMA stars facts uh so now you have a real fight element going into like the biggest crowd you've had functioning since returning plot all we saying is look just send a direct <laughs> deposit damn uh, it all right now before i tell you who ain't gonna win and i got a plot twist for you on that um uh, kofi yeah because kofi's disrespectful to the women kofi's gonna get cheered bobby cheered or booed cheered I agree. I think Bobby's going to get cheered. I, I think they're, they're not going to be able to control who they cheer and who they boo and why they cheer and why they boo them. Here's a plot twist. Kofi ain't going to win. Right? Yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. Not, not only is he not going to win. Um, we don't get Lesnar like we think we're going to get Lesnar. We get DC instead. <laughs> I mean, I, I applaud you because you have so much resolve. You're so resilient. You refuse to give up on this idea. You, you heard. You heard the hesitation. This is the first time in three years you've heard hesitation as they're related to this this no, whole theory. But, 
but you've got stick to itiveness. You've got moxie, kid. So, <laughs> uh, what's your finish, kid? I'll move. I'll move. <laughs> like, bro. I mean, we not get Daniel Cormier. I mean, we could, but I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of putting that kind of faith in them. Like, if if we can't get real combat presentation with the real combat people you have on the roster now why am i supposed to believe that you're gonna go out and get another real combat athlete and bring him into this environment in a real combat situation it's already sickening enough that we're going to finally get Shaq versus uh versus paul white it's going to happen in aew with both of them damn near 50 no that shouldn't happen Oh man! It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Not not in that environment because that environment is not structured enough to pull something off like that without hurting someone. Especially because we, you don't know how to tell people no. Especially like, like Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> the man can't run, and but he cracks also, his head over like a fucking coconut. Like nah. Uh, like so yes, all of those things all of those things i really hope this match is the last match of the night but, I, but for the sake of conversation we're gonna put it on right now the women's money in the bank ladder match um oscar uh, versus naomi versus alexa bliss versus nikki almost a superhero versus Liv morgan versus uh zelina vega who returned to smackdown last week versus somebody in the house did not talk this through <laughs> <laughs> this ain't even worth talking about it's so sad <laughs> but we do we do gladly welcome Zelina Vega back to WWE television uh, it's, versus- like he, it's like he dug his way under the fence and she was digging her way in from the other side to get to rescue him she was cutting razor wire to walk through <laughs> Like you, just, you look up and now you're still on opposite sides of the fence. Like what? The spy f- versus spy. Uh, <laughs> communicate. Whatever relationship you have with whoever you have it with, communicate. Right versus Natalia versus a player to be named later. So my question is: A is this player to be named later going to be determining a match? on SmackDown Friday or B is that player to be named later Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch that player to be named later should be left as player to be named later until Sunday you're not selling 50 or $60 pay-per-views anymore you're selling <laughs> this is the last of a $2 pay-per-view here <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're selling, you're selling five dollar subscriptions. Anybody who ain't subscribed yet ain't finna do it based on what they see Friday. Whew. Please and thank you. This ain't leave this, this a secret until absolutely possible and necessary. This ain't that 2001 energy fam. A go home show was what you what I mean, you what you bought tickets off of. I need you to have 1996 energy. I need you to leave this a secret till match time. So I can tell you who ain't going to win. Looking who at ain't going cuz no it doesn't sound like anybody doesn't sound like with anything that's been presented like Liv Morgan would be interesting because you haven't done anything with her at all. That would be really interesting. Um Oscar won it last year. 
Naomi is uh, rendered all but rendered useless. God bless her soul. Alexa has won it before. Nikki that w- that would have some interesting that would be interesting too. Um, and and ele- this Alexa we haven't seen. So if they if they continue to perpetuate this uh, fiend ash uh, fiend esque Nikki uh, Alexa Bliss, we we got on to something. Nikki, are they still are they still going to be able to do stunts? With her in this new character, when crowds are back, or like, have they been practicing on that stuff? Anything's possible, especially if we saw a six foot seven inch uh, fiend. Nah, but you did you did that under the guise of like nobody else is there. Like you got to get out of that quickly. Yeah, there's gonna be people pointing out all the bullshit. And they all got smartphones and they all are connected to the internet. Liv Morgan, dope, but n- not gonna get it. Um, I can't see her as a champion long term or at all for that matter. Zelina Vega deserves it. They're not going to let her. They're not going to let her eat caviar her first night back. If that's by that logic, she ride in the same car with Liv Morgan. But I think both of them would be interesting because essentially they're blank canvases. You can create and make them into whatever you want them to be. Absolutely. Natalia been there, done that, got a T-shirt for it, but. Like she wants to use her legacy to her advantage, and I think she's onto something with being the first woman to help to hold all the titles, and then go to NXT and win that title too. And she walks off as the the female version of Kenny Omega. I love that idea for her. That seems something like more suited for Charlotte. Eventually, not right now, but eventually. No, I'm just saying, just the the whole belt collector gimmick, like that that would be. That's the one way you could keep putting championships on Charlotte and it would be interesting. And so that leads me to believe that the winner of this match or the person who I think ain't going to win is someone who we just named. Who that? How many people we just named? No, I lost count. I wouldn't count. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Those who ain't going to win. The players so you just... <laughs> Player to be named is going to win. Player to be named later ain't, ain't going to win. It's going to be it's going to be the winner. So I've read a couple of things that say it might be Sonya Deville. That oh wow that <laughs> the authority figure coming back. Yeah, so that's I mean, dirty. Oh hey, but look, it's on Fox. So woman in charge, woman you know in dual roles, wielding a lot of power, but also you know hey, I'm just saying. I you know hey, what the climate is right now. Hey, and I've said I've said too that Scrap deserves some uh some shine to actually perform on TV if he still has a couple of matches left in him. Why not do it while you put employee for the E? No one's ever really seen you on a large scale. Handle it. So yeah, I, I like I like that idea. And it still proves what I'm saying is right. That people that I named off that's currently in the match ain't gonna win the hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean and other than that, I mean you got you got the option for returning Becky Lynch. You got the option for uh, who else do we have on the Sasha list? Sasha Banks. Returning? Sasha Banks, which I think she was always the challenger for SummerSlam. Is so if you don't have to rush that, then don't. And I I think it shows that they weren't in a rush to rush it by having um, Carmella versus Bianca Belair on on Friday as opposed to on Sunday. But you see the irony in how many people they just fired. Yeah. And now when somebody goes down to injury, you're scrambling and you don't have anybody else because you haven't built anybody else. Yeah, no one else there to, that you built up without snatching somebody from NXT and then ruining their NXT career. 
I'm just I'm just saying like you're doing a disservice to your champions because now they don't have they don't have suitable challengers. As far as the uh, cheers and boos go, it doesn't even matter in this match. I think every woman in this match is going to get cheered. Oh, no, they're going to turn up because just being in front of a crowd, everybody's adrenaline is going to be a lot higher. And I know they were back in front of people for WrestleMania, but like that's a lot of people scattered about a, a stadium. It's not full to capacity. This is going to be inside of, a, of an, inside of an arena where it's a little more closed. The sound doesn't you know bounce off the top of a dome and then back down like it's gonna be a very yeah this is a this is a redesigned building so so you're gonna get the, the, yeah the best the best of big game environment for an arena that only holds about seventeen thousand people sro that said i also think that if they hold an audible base off of reaction zelena vegas at the top of that list i think uh, i think we might see tears from her just just from i i can imagine her coming out in dallas or in, in fort worth and having a crowd pop so loud that she gets to, that she gets teary-eyed i can see that happening over under 50 percent that there's like more than three people crying before the bell rings because i feel like when all the women because here's what i feel like is going to happen the women's money in the bank match is going to start the pay-per-view so after you introduce all the competitors, there's that one moment where they're all standing around before the bell rings. The crowd's going to chant something and there's going to be like an emotional moment. So then, here, here's the one way. And I mean, it, in my Vince McMahon voice, we make movies I, here. Here's how you break that up. Remember back in the day, especially on SmackDown, where you would have meet like staff meetings uh, as the show got on the air. You would have the entire locker room on the stage. And then as you're like pumping the crowd up, you start the you start the first match as you send everybody else to the locker room. I like that idea to prevent what we're talking about from happening. I actually would like it better my my way though. Cause you did you put the all the talent on stage for uh for WrestleMania. So like you've had that moment. Right, like you need do something different because like trying to re milk that moment is going to seem disingenuous, and you can't afford to look disingenuous or look anything other than gracious when you're getting back outside. Because if you if you start trying to pitch too much woo, it's gonna backfire on you. <laughs> you pitch too much woo, you gonna get some tang. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Uh, Woo, Tang is on your brain. <laughs> uh, let's see. Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, you didn't, you didn't give me your prediction. I'm going to take player to be named later. Okay. All right. As as the winner, so everybody else that we named off ain't going to win. Yeah, so nobody nobody took anybody else from the field. <laughs> uh, that, that's, an, that's an indictment on WWE's handling of the women's division. Here, here's another. Ma- oh, oh, here, here's one. I think it's going to turn, turn for the for the worst for the company. We have uh, the men's money in the bank ladder match uh, for the for the for the men's contract. Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, uh, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, uh, Kingsuke Nakamura, and uh, uh, I, I, I would like to offer a. a, a what's the word an alteration on that name for nakamura it should be shins king nakamura 
again, <laughs> again, if you will set up a direct deposit for a nominal <laughs> fee, soon to be a phenomenal fee, I will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. And, and now, it's things like that that make now, me a necessity around there. And and now here's a crazy thing. As as I'm pressing the damn button, it doesn't fire off because I hit that uh that UE button on accident. Now that's crazy. Kings K. Kings K. It's Shinsking. I, I said Kings K. Well, whatever. Whatever, fam. Whatever. Uh, I said sew it in. And uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins. I think everybody in this match gets cheered except for Drew McIntyre. Now, Drew's getting booed on the cool. <laughs> on the cool. Thank you. I swear to God. <laughs> Fort Worth, if you know what's good for you, just. Just do me this one solid because I guarantee you Drew will not be offended by this at all. He, I promise he won't. Yeah. Boo him. Yeah, get... get. Please boo him because all he's going to do is play to it. Boo him, please. This, this whole sword and, and motorcycle storyline with gender. In fact, gender is probably going to be the reason why he doesn't complete this match on the, on the cool... But uh, yeah, Randy. Randy's gonna be why Riddle doesn't win. Uh, Ginger's gonna be why Drew doesn't win. I think Randy may be a reason why Riddle does win. Uh, because if Riddle, if Riddle, if Riddle does win, and Randy's the reason for that, why not have the Viper turn on Bro? Because Randy still has to get the number fifteen. I mean, you know that's the eventual. You know that's the eventual outcome. Yeah, is that Randy's gonna turn on him anyway? Now, yeah, it could be that could work. You know, having Riddle work all the way up to becoming champion, and then have Randy turn on him, and you get a main event program. What's more likely to happen is that Riddle gets all the way to cashing in, and then that's when Randy turns on him and costs him his title opportunity, and then you get their program out of that. Randy Randy's smarter than blowing the opportunity to get a title away from someone that she's close to as opposed to being stuck into another feud that does not involve a title. Now I he, would I would I would wholeheartedly agree that Randy's smarter than that. But here's the thing. <laughs> Yet again, the here's the thing. Here's the thing. You then have to advocate for that person that you're gonna end up in that program with to complete the mission. Now we've seen Riddle get a lot of television time because he, he kind of mirrors an old RVD and has his you know goofy silly moments and he he's um he's a perfect conduit for the bad comedy they write because all he has to do is play high and it's funny. That's it. That's it. That's it. Literally, they can write him the worst material ever, but if he delivers it like he's stoned, it's funny. That's literally the that's the that's beauty the, of a stoner gimmick. All of them are the exact same. We've never had a stoner gimmick where the stoner wasn't a, uh, a com- comedy fighter for the, but, the rest of the program. But when was the last time you made a stoner gimmick the world champion? Rob Van Dam. And how long ago was that? We're talking uh, probably 2007, was it? 2006 or seven. How long did that last? Uh, three weeks total with two but with two belts thank you this has been my ted talk 
Uh, so who who ain't gonna win? Uh, everybody not named. Wait, go over those names in the match again. This is Rick, Ricochet. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Biggie, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Uh Biggie, everybody not named Biggie. I'm I'm gonna just go on and I'm gonna ride with the homie. I'm 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 about to, I'm, I know I'm I know I'm setting myself up for failure, but yeah, Biggie's my pick to win, so everybody not named Biggie is you know they ain't gonna win. I'm gonna go completely left here. I'm gonna go everybody and I'm looking at this list and there's two names that's poking out at me. Everybody not named Seth Rollins. Yes, he he's the perfect guy to carry the briefcase because he's gonna make it fashionable. Thing. He's yeah, it's gonna be fa- it's, he's gonna make it fashionable, and he's gonna make it a thing every week until he decides to cash in. He also his finishing move is perfect for someone having, you know, a money in the bank briefcase. It's quick. It's perfect for having that shocking moment for him cashing in the, the briefcase, because um, a lot of times. When you've seen it be cashed in the past, um, the guy's finishing move matters a lot. Like when Seth Rollins won the title, him him using the curb stomp worked to his advantage because it's like you were able to get rid of Brock and end up pinning Roman off of that. Whereas like had it been pick someone else with not such a defined finishing maneuver. And Riddle's, Riddle's setup is, it requires too much in a match like Money in the Bank. Big E can do a big ending, and then would have he, he basically have to pop up and then run up the run up the ladder, and hope that his big ass doesn't cave the ladder over or, or in. Um, I I still I mean Big E's gonna be able to do a whole lot of stuff in that match that most people won't be able to do, but um, yeah. And I just I every this Ricochet and John Morrison is going to be a sideshow. Uh, I, I hate to refer to them by that that old term, but like for those of you who know the term spot monkeys, <laughs> man, I mean they they're the sacrificial <laughs> lambs of this match. They're they're the ones that are going to do all the impressive aerial shit. I, I tell you a sleeper though, if anybody can can win this this ladder match. Out of nowhere, Kevin Owens. Oh, which brings me to my um, booking moment of, of clarity I had last week. And I, I was watching Kevin Owens where he, he did the whole thing with calling uh, Paul Heyman, who for some odd reason has been re- has reportedly been removed from Talking Smack. It's like every time he gets something right, they take it away and try to redo the formula and it falls flat. The only saving grace about that is that Pat McAfee gets more mic time. Man, but <laughs> there was an there was a whole era. There was a whole era of talking smack that begot talking smack the way that we know it. That involved Daniel Bryan, The Miz, and Renee Young. Right. Like just when you get it right, you mess it up. And then you got it right again and messed it up again. Like you don't, you, we can't have nice things. 
But when I saw Kevin Owens having that conversation via speakerphone with uh, Paul Heyman, it kind of made me think about, I know they're saying that if he gets money in the bank, he's going to go after Roman Reigns. Yeah, okay. I don't see anybody beating Roman anytime soon. Maybe not even at WrestleMania. What if Kevin Owens was to take the money in the bank contract and cash it in the NXT? And that's how you get the title off of Karrion Cross when you get ready to bring him up. Bruh, here, here's a bigger fish to fry after watching uh, NXT this week. Samoa Joe got put to sleep by Karrion Cross with his own sleeper. Well, um... How fast do we get Samoa Joe out of perennial semi-retirement to find so out who the real <laughs> killer is? That must mean they cleared up a lot about his medical history while they were clearing up his contract status. <laughs> That's what that tells you. <laughs> the fuck? I, 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 I'm remi reminded of your Triple H. Uh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> Looking for three. <laughs> So all I'm saying, man, is like this stuff happens for a reason. No, none of these are coincidences. This we're we're getting out of the snow globe. So some of this stuff is gonna start to get real. Man, oh boy. And so let's see here. Who else we got? Um Roman Reigns versus Edge. So all we got left. Edge is not winning. Edge is not going to win. And I, like I said, I think Edge is getting booed and Roman's getting cheered. I think both of them are going to get cheered. Oh. Huh. All right. Now, here's the only caveat on those choices we made. If you go and have any of those people cut a promo before their match, which you know you're going to have some backstage segments, but if Roman or anyone involving Roman cuts a promo to basically hit the reset button so that you boo them, it's different. Like, hmm. under normal circumstances, people would cheer Bobby Lashley because they're just glad to see him and they want to, you know, heap some praise on him for his, his championship run. But if he cuts a promo in the back calling everyone in Fort Worth stupid, stinky Texans, then you're going to get that reaction that you're looking for when he comes out for the match. Right. But, you know... That's how that goes. But that's it's kind of crazy that this is a the second pay-per-view in a row we haven't seen our uh Randy Orton on. Did Randy did Randy catch COVID? I haven't heard anything one way or the other. Cause I mean, okay, we're we're past the point of him having like wellness policy violations, because I mean they're not testing for weed like that anymore. Randy is not on the gas, or at least, yeah, I don't think he's on the gas. Um, yeah, like unless he had, unless he's having some minor surgery, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I figured it was like maybe he. That was what I figured it was. It had to be some medical, like you know, he just you know tested positive or something. Well, I'm looking here. Um, what site is this on? Uh, <laughs> according to PW Insider, Orton was uh, there was there was no clear indication where he was 
following the Money in the Bank qualifying match. So that's the last time we saw him was when they were doing qualifiers for Money in the Bank. Yeah, he was supposed to be in the last chance uh, qualifying match. And then, you know, they had the whole thing with him not being there. That's yeah. immediately what I thought when they said circumstances beyond our control because you hadn't heard anything about, like Randy hadn't made TMZ, so you didn't believe it was anything else. Yeah, I mean, so typically, like, if you don't if you don't make TMZ, that's the one thing that you're going to think is that, you, that it's COVID-related, but I think this is all storyline-related because he's been extremely quiet since the RK Bro thing. Trying to I mean, teach, or I mean, trying to teach uh, Riddle a lesson. I mean that that could be it too. Like he may have just you know earned some time off. Yeah, well, well deserved too. Which brings to, brings up um, on social media, WWE's uh, social media campaigners have launched a question, basically asking again, who is the MVP, MVP of COVID uh, of quarantine no, <laughs> of the Thunderdome era, not COVID. Yeah, quarantine. MV, the MVP of quarantine. I get it. <laughs> if you're hosting live if you're hosting events that had people in them like were you really the MVP of quarantine you had several outbreaks at the PC you can't be the MVP of quarantine well the, the fact that you got had outbreaks at your facility just negates the fact that you had successfully quarantined the, the, mo the most successful during that time frame in terms of a staying out of the spotlight and b being a an actual fucking winner has definitely been randy orton the other one by leaps and bounds ahead of randy orton is not even it's not even close it's uh it's uh, roman reigns honorable mentions would be like kevin owens and Sami Zayn. yes sammy's done some good work bobby lashley <laughs> absolutely uh, and and even Kevin had a had a, a family issue as it related to COVID, and uh, he still remained resilient throughout. It's uh, there, there. I mean, there's pretty much your top five right there. And that's just from what we know from the outside looking in. Because I ain't been close to Florida. You have. <laughs> you were actually in uh in in the hot bed. You know, back in March or April. Same. St. Petersburg is not, it's not, I wouldn't call it a hotbed by any stretch of the imagination. That is a retiree community. But it's right next door to Tampa. Which, you know, you just got to, you got, you ever play Madden, you use your juke button? <laughs> circle, 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 circle. <laughs> <laughs> Feel me? Triangle, hurdle. Like, come on, bro. You just got to, you got to be quicker than that. All, anytime anybody ever played Madden, hit the circle button, they always hit it five times. There's not just one or two times. It's not, you're not skilled enough. Pop, 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 every time. Yeah, like, that's that's a good way to fumble. <laughs> yeah, hit, keep hitting circle if you want to. I'm just going to hit this hit stick and you'll be over here and the ball will be over here. <laughs> And that's that's it for this one, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and try to enjoy being back outside for this uh, for this weekend here in Texas, man. And uh, Suave, take him to the house. Oh, hold up, hold what you got, uh -oh. hold what you got. Uh oh, because <laughs> look, there's uh there's still some um, uncertainty in the air about SummerSlam, and as a result, as it uh pertains to John Cena. So we've we've seen uh, oh, there's been some yeah yeah we can't we can't go home just yet yeah yeah so what why have we gotten to the point to where 
the term journalism has like slowly been balled up and has been dangling over a trash can as it relates to online media because everyone has access everybody's everyone that can get access to the internet and access to a device to communicate on the internet can call themselves whatever they want to here's here's what's even crazier about that statement what we're about to talk about comes directly from allegedly credible sources one of which has been popped a couple times from the on from the from the iwc as it relates to giving bad information the other one is an actual entity that did the exact same thing that this person did and i don't even want to give either one of them too much credence one of them you know very well the entity you know very very well because it's actually the, the venue by which or the method by which we watch AEW pay-per-views. But the individual is part of an MMA website that does a lots lots of like exposés and news and and, uh, and and interview features on talent. But time and time again this this I don't know what to call them gives us bad information. Before I, I'm not going to even go into any, any more details. Wow, if you can take it from here, that's that's my for my forefront for our forerunner precursor, if you will, for this whole bit. So yeah, there's been some there's been a lot of speculation and a lot of irresponsible journalism about John Cena's uh, status for SummerSlam, which I don't know how you could determine where he's going to be because you can't see him. <laughs> I see what you did there. You see what I did there. So, but it's been announced he's he's supposed to be a part of a star-studded cast for a new movie that's also filming in August. The reason why John Cena's involvement in SummerSlam is so important because is because the rumored match main co-main event of SummerSlam is John Cena versus Roman Reigns, reaching back and basically redoing No Mercy 2017, which I will thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. However, the movie is supposed to start filming in August, which also puts his availability into question. He out here getting his bag. He ain't taking bumps. I mean, it's a hard knock life for y'all, not me. <laughs> but <laughs> um, in the event that John Cena is not available, and this is the question I want to pose to you, because I'm about to, I'm going to say something that you're not going to expect. In the event that John Cena is not available for SummerSlam, who should Roman Reigns' opponent be? Uh, for SummerSlam. I mean, the, the the top choice, in my opinion, would be his cousin, Big Bigus. You're going to pull the trigger on that for SummerSlam? Again. No, I mean, someone, someone within the realm of possibility, because... I mean, the uh, big big ooze is going to be unavailable for the same reason as Cena would be unavailable. Black Adam is filming right now. Yes, uh, but also keep in mind the reason why I will pull the trigger on it that soon is because seventy-two thousand in August and seventy-two thousand in March are the same seventy-two thousand. Yeah, but in March it ain't gonna be seventy-two thousand because if you did it in March it would be here and that's a hundred thousand. That is a hundred thousand. That is one hundred ten thousand this time around. That, right, you go from one hundred three to a hundred. Yeah, one hundred ten easy. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot about that. So you're absolutely right. 
give me give me somebody that you can actually execute because they're not gonna pull the trigger on that anytime soon. I think that's earmarked as the main event for for Hollywood. I would do Orton. I will figure. I will figure out. A, I will figure out a way to make tap that uh, Orton tap dance away from Raw, and let him do a dance with Roman for SummerSlam. Orton for versus Roman. Uh, that's have we seen that? Uh, yeah, a couple SummerSlams ago. Okay, I want to say it might be. It might be the SummerSlam, um, where Cena got suplexed into submission. Oh, that was sixteen. It might be, it might be fourteen. Is that fourteen or fifteen? I, I want to say it was sixteen, but it might be. It might be fifteen. Not. I, I check. Do your Google's, fam. I'm, I'm on it right now. But who? Give me, give me your choices. I'm actually about to read uh, the fifteen card here and see. Please do your Google's. Please do your Google's first, because I'm gonna need your undivided attention for this one. Okay. This is, this is gonna be yeah. Uh, it's gonna be different. Okay, championship. Wow, there was no championship match. That was fifteen. Was John Cena versus Seth Rollins? Okay, so you need to go back another one. So it's at least fourteen. I so, think it is fourteen. And you're, you're talking about the, the 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 creation of Suplex City, bitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if Seth Rollins is main event against Cena, uh, that's 15, it. Yeah, that's 14. it. Because there was almost there was a suplex for every minute. Yeah, that's it. Right. So yes. Yeah, so there is. Um, yeah. So that's fourteen. On the undercard should be Roman and Randy. Uh, pre-show was Rob Van Dam and Cesaro, and then lower in the card, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Bing. Yeah, that was actually so, yeah, right before. We've seen it, but it hasn't been overdone. But at the same time, I don't know if that's going to be in 2021 and under the circumstances that we have. I don't know if that's the. I don't know if that's the match that's going to sell out SummerSlam. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, you, you, it's not. You don't know if that's the asses and seats moment that you're looking for. Right now, what I'm about to say completely contradicts my my stance on a lot of stuff that i've done and will continue to do after this moment Uh-oh. it all and it even goes against my logic of air quotes selling out SummerSlam. you're about to book gilberg y'all go ahead so yeah um that that guy that has two matches every year until 2022 oh it's about time to use another one and i I, mean, I was being funny when I said Gilbert, and I'm like, here we go. Botch bot 9800. Yes, Goldberg. Now, <laughs> there's a the story. Messiah there's, is listening to this right now and going slap off. There's a uh, there's a story. There's a story behind this. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, tap it one more time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um we know Vince McMahon is into box office. He's into name value. So when he is booking his SummerSlam event, or he is telling you who he wants to headline to be his SummerSlam main event, it has nothing to do with who will give me the best air quotes match. It's who's going to who's going to who's going to give you the biggest box office pop. 
who is the biggest name I can put next to Roman Reigns? I believe the if word is not, draw. Draw. Yes. For those of you new to the show, the net, the person that's going to draw money because your main event, your main raw main event, if it's what we suspect and expect it to be is Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. That is box office. Yeah. Roman Reigns is the biggest and best character on WWE television. So his opponent needs to be as great in name value or greater to match up with the Raw main event. And for the wrestling fans, there's still <laughs> a story. Yes. For the casual fans that we say fuck that are also going to be in <laughs> Vegas for the for the Spence Pacquiao fight minutes away down the street are going to want to see what happens if they see Goldberg on a promotional poster that I can't argue about people, and, regular boxing fans and c- combat sport people they regardless of what they say about wrestling now in 2021 in 98 they were watching Goldberg you could do all types of uh, like all types of things with the promotion like you you could have the entire card lining the strip in Vegas. You can have Las Vegas Boulevard with like the verses on the left side and the verses on the right side and banners on the street or on buildings. And if you if you can imagine a 10 times scale of Roman Reigns and a 10 times scale of Botchbot 9800 across the street from each other in Vegas on a yep. fight weekend because you already yep. know Spence Pacquiao is already going to have these same skyscrapers I'm not talking about the building I'm talking about the type of uh, of uh, advertising that they'll be using there to call it skyscrapers it's going to be a lot of LCD a lot of LED going on It may, I'll, I'll take you I'll do you one better there might be a lot of fabric going up there might be a lot of flags going up on this one too like it might flags, take it back banners. it's going to look like it's going to look like rush hour too baby. bruh <laughs> insane but because we are in 2021 yeah why not get a drop LED I mean it's going to be a lot of digital whole lot of choppers on your ass it's going to be a lot of digital <laughs> stuff going on Pop. <laughs> but me saying Goldberg because we the match is going to be shit <laughs> unless Roman de- finds a way to carry that man to a respectable match there's only two type of Goldberg matches there's the one that ends in 90 seconds that is like a car crash so you don't have time to realize it's bad or it's the one that goes 8, 9, 10, 11 minutes too long and someone gets hurt you know you know what i would love to see and this would only work if we got uh 2016 roman reigns which we don't have anymore a chest protector i would love to see another chest protector spot (laughs) yes The, the bret hart spot bro if he pulled that off for SummerSlam. Two as that as two for one, like you, it, it, that would be the biggest you dumbass moment in the history of professional wrestling, as it happened twice to the same that, person. That would be exactly how you could make the match go ninety seconds. <laughs> they ring the bell and he charges to spear him <laughs> and knocks himself unconscious. <laughs> oh, thank 
God for your mind. Uh, for a nominal that's fee. Soon I didn't get to my be cash app yet. A phenomenal so look, fee. <laughs> you can give me you get 50% off. You can give me half of of the lunch money for 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 that contribution that you just made. I will gladly do so tomorrow. Not doing it tonight cuz it's late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean as far as name value goes, I don't think you have anybody else that you can bring back as from an advertising Dude, standpoint. I'm not even looking for anybody to be brought back to be honest with you. I'm just looking for more of Take take what you have because Taker's gone, uh, the Good Brothers gone. Like and it's not like you're gonna have those guys come to face Roman Reigns one way or the other anyway. You're not gonna. Right, open you up- you you haven't fired anybody that you know you were gonna be able to put in that spot. Braun Strowman either. Like he's you're he's not, been there, done that. You're not opening the forbidden door. You're not letting Aleister Black come in as uh, as whomever Black. It could, it could be Jet Black or Gorilla Black, and he's still not coming back to face Roman Reigns. Uh, following a storyline that he started against Big E and never got the chance to finish because he was released. Like you're in the process of building Shinsuke, um, you're you're doing, getting the Edge thing out of the way. You could do Daniel Bryan again, but he's beat him half to death several times and sent him packing. So that's that's old rehash. He's he's literally uh, he's literally dominated everybody that he's faced to the point of. It's disgusting to think that they should share the same room, uh, ring with him, including Edge. He stacked and got rid of them, both of them. Stacked and wrecked. Like so, you you can't just give him anybody, and because you need name value. Because look, if your main event for Raw is Bobby and Brock for the first time ever, and we've been clamoring for that for years, you damn sure better give give the best character and the best presentation you have in the company a suitable match to match that. Mm-hmm. So when you start looking at name value, other than Cena, you haven't put the investment into anybody to make that box office. Like, I'm literally going through my head, like, who could you possibly, even if you were to go outside or maybe open the forbidden door, you don't have a challenger for him. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Like, I mean, yeah, you really don't. Like, there's no way you don't have one. You like, just don't. Like you, you had, you had to, you had to pull Edge with the only story being that he didn't beat me one on one. It's and you more, about to, you about to wrap that up Sunday. It's less impressive that you call out the fact that he didn't beat you one on one when he beat the both of you in the same damn way in the same damn match. Why? Actual. So first thing I said, is, why get- are you here? You're going to get that one off the docket come come Sunday. I mean, like, literally, the biggest name you have left is is Goldberg. <laughs> I would hate it because I'd be like, ah, shit. But then I also know Roman's going over. Under no circumstances are you blowing this by putting Goldberg over again. Which brings me to the question, are we going to see the return of The Fiend this Ooh. Sunday? Uh, well, not this Sunday, but by SummerSlam or at SummerSlam. We haven't seen The Fiend and Roman Reigns yet, have we? Not as a one-on-one, but the whole problem with that was, you know, he's supposed to be supernatural. Yeah. So <laughs> you kind of run into an issue. Like, Roman is complete 100% reality, and The Fiend is like jumbled fiction. Yeah. And that's not his fault. 
Like you haven't given him that Undertaker level realism. So it's like he's in Papa Shango mode right now. <laughs> like you, you got to put some more investment to get him up the ladder and get some better understanding about his presentation. Get get him, a, get him get him as far away from Soul Taker as possible. But let's go ahead and just make his paint better. I'm just saying, when he comes back, like he needs to dominate for a while. He needs to reestablish himself. So you don't do that against Roman Reigns. I'm sorry, you just don't. So now we're back on Willie G. Watch about 9800. I'm just saying, fam. Like I want the fiend for something else. I don't and care truth, what. Truth be told, give Drew, give Drew something to do. Truth be told, get Roman off this card. Like if you must pay him, that's cool. But like. There's a story between Goldberg and Edge over this damn spear, too. Nah, nah, nope, nope, absolutely not. Nope, not finna do it. Under no circumstances am I gonna put Edge in that type of danger. Uh. No. No one deserves this, sir. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right, yeah. We're gonna get Seth Rollins <laughs> and Edge at SummerSlam, and you're not gonna do anything to screw that up. Yeah, that sucks, man. All right. Like, just If we can't get Cena... Then the best option is Goldberg because it's been brewing forever. You're gonna do it at some point, so I just don't want him to do it here in Dallas. So if we go ahead and get that out of the way, I know that won't be what they give me. Yeah. So I got two. I got two reasons for this. I have my own selfish reasons, and then it's like, hey, this is just this is sound logic. Well, and it is. But we'll have to wait till Sunday because that remains to be seen how applied it will be. But man, that chest protector, man. God damn, that was, that's gold. That's, that's good right there. <laughs> Swap. Yeah. Take it down. You can take it to the house, <laughs> give, man. Give yourself another bell for that for you. <laughs> one time for the one time. One time. Wait. Oh, where did my thing go? There we go. And then uh, just for, uh, for the sake of the hashtags. Price just went up. Bitch. Now. <laughs> Take us to the house. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Pencils down.